Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of iron deficiency anemia from the hematology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this topic with a clinical snapshot. A 68-year-old man presents to his primary care physician with complaints of weakness and fatigue over the past half year. His medical history is significant for poorly controlled diabetes. His family history is notable for type 2 diabetes in both of his parents and colon cancer in his father and older brother. A fecal occult blood test is performed and is shown to be positive for blood in the stool. A peripheral blood smear shows hypochromic and microcytic RBCs. This is a case of iron deficiency anemia. Let's now get into the topic. In terms of an overview, iron deficiency anemia is a microcytic anemia that occurs when loss of iron exceeds intake. This may occur with insufficient dietary intake of iron or in the setting of chronic blood loss. Treatment is usually with supplemental iron. In terms of the epidemiology and incidence, it is the most common anemia worldwide. Over 12% of the world's population are affected. In terms of the demographics, it is most commonly seen in adolescent girls and women of childbearing age due to blood loss from menstruation and childbirth. Risk factors of iron deficiency anemia include pregnancy, menorrhagia, occult bleeding such as gastrointestinal blood loss, and gastrointestinal parasites such as hookworm, particularly in developing countries. Another risk factor is celiac disease. In terms of the pathophysiology, iron deficiency causes decrease in heme synthesis. Decreased iron in the body may be due to chronic or occult bleeding, dietary deficiency in children, malabsorption, or gastrointestinal surgery. Note that chronic or occult bleeding is colon cancer until proven otherwise in elderly. Dietary deficiency of iron in children can be due to high cow's milk intake in infants. Note that cow's milk is low in iron and causes poor absorption of iron. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation including symptoms and physical exam findings of iron deficiency anemia. Symptoms include fatigue, weakness, and pica, which is craving for non-nutritious substances such as ice, metal, hair, and paint. Physical exam findings include conjunctival pallor, tachycardia, glossitis, brittle nails, and restless leg syndrome. Let's now discuss diagnostic studies including serum labs and histology used to diagnose iron deficiency anemia. Serum iron studies would show a decreased serum iron level, decreased serum ferritin, which reflects low stores of iron in the body and confirms the diagnosis of iron deficiency, and increased transferritin and total iron binding capacity, or TIBC. Complete blood count would show reduced RBC count, reduced hemoglobin and hematocrit, and reduced absolute reticulocyte count. The reduced absolute reticulocyte count is due to decreased production of RBCs. In terms of histology, the peripheral blood smear would show hypochromic and microcytic RBCs. It would also show an increased red cell distribution width, or RDW. In terms of the differential diagnosis, the two main differentials to consider here would be thalassemia and sideroblastic anemia. The key distinguishing factors for thalassemia are normal or increased RBC production, normal or increased RBC count on CBC, and increased iron stores due to ineffective erythropoiesis and or excessive blood transfusions. 
the key distinguishing factors for sideroblastic anemia are the presence of ringed sideroblasts on iron stain of a bone marrow aspirate and increased iron stores. Let's now discuss the treatment of iron deficiency anemia. Treatment involves lifestyle modifications. Supplementation with replacement iron can be used. Note that antacids may decrease iron absorption. Also, avoid cow's milk before 12 months of age and limit intake in patients between 1 and 5 years old. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 46-year-old woman presents to her primary care provider reporting several weeks of fatigue and recent episodes of lightheadedness. She is concerned that she will have an episode while driving. She has never lost consciousness and reports that there is no associated vertigo or dizziness. She states that she normally goes for a jog three times a week, but that she has become winded much more easily and has not been able to run as far. On exam, her temperature is 97.9 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.6 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 110 over 68 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 82 per minute, and respirations are 14 per minute. Auscultation of the lungs reveal no abnormalities. On laboratory testing, her hemoglobin is found to be 8.0 grams per deciliter. At this point, the patient reveals that she was also recently diagnosed with fibroids, which have led to heavier and longer menstrual bleeds in the past several months. Which of the following would suggest that menstrual bleeding is the cause of this patient's anemia? 1. Microcytic anemia, decreased total iron binding capacity, or TIBC, and increased ferritin. 2. Microcytic anemia, increased TIBC, and decreased ferritin. 3. Microcytic anemia, increased TIBC, and increased ferritin. 4. Normocytic anemia, decreased TIBC, and increased ferritin. Or 5. Normocytic anemia, increased TIBC, and increased ferritin. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2. Microcytic anemia, increased TIBC, and decreased ferritin. This patient with symptomatic anemia with a hemoglobin of 8.0 grams per deciliter and a source of chronic blood loss likely has iron deficiency anemia, which is a microcytic anemia with increased TIBC and decreased ferritin. Remember, anemias can be classified by a variety of different ways, including by the size of the red blood cells. While iron deficiency anemia, or IDA, can start as a normocytic anemia, late IDA is microcytic. TIBC is an indirect method of measuring transferrin, which is an iron transport protein that becomes elevated when the body needs iron. Thus, IDA would have increased TIBC while other forms of anemia would have low or normal TIBC. Ferritin is an iron-binding protein that stores iron in cells, but is also used as an acute phase reactant in the presence of inflammation. In IDA, ferritin is decreased, while in other anemias like anemia of chronic disease, ferritin is increased. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1. A microcytic anemia with decreased TIBC and increased ferritin suggests a sideroblastic anemia. 
Sideroblastic anemia is due to a deficiency in heme synthesis. As a result, iron is not deficient and TIBC is normal or decreased. Answer choice 3. A microcytic anemia with increased TIBC and increased ferritin does not describe a pattern for anemia. Typically, TIBC and ferritin levels are inversely related. Answer choice 4. A normocytic anemia with decreased TIBC and increased ferritin describes anemia of chronic disease. In chronic inflammatory states, increased hepcidin from the liver results in decreased iron release from macrophages. As a result, there are decreased iron levels that result in a decreased TIBC and increased ferritin. This type of anemia can become microcytic over time. And finally, answer choice 5, a normocytic anemia with an increased TIBC and increased ferritin does not describe a pattern for anemia. Typically, TIBC and ferritin levels are inversely related. In summary, iron deficiency anemia results in a microcytic anemia with increased TIBC and decreased ferritin levels. Next question. A 70-year-old male presents to his primary care physician for complaints of fatigue. The patient reports feeling tired during the day over the past six months. Past medical history is significant for moderately controlled type 2 diabetes. Family history is unremarkable. Thyroid stimulating hormone and testosterone levels are within normal limits. Complete blood cell count reveals the following. WBC of 5.0, hemoglobin of 9.0, hematocrit of 27.0, and platelets of 202,000. Mean corpuscular volume is 76. Iron studies demonstrate a ferritin of 15 nanograms per milliliter, where the normal reference range is 30 to 300 nanograms per milliliter. Of the following, which is the next best step? 1. MRI of the abdomen. 2. Blood transfusion. 3. CT of the abdomen. 4. Gel electrophoresis. Or 5. Colonoscopy. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, colonoscopy. The patient's presentation is consistent with iron deficiency anemia or IDA. In a patient of this age, colorectal cancer should be suspected, so colonoscopy would be the next best step. Remember, IDA is the most common cause of microcytic anemia. Ferritin is the major physiologic storage form of iron, and low ferritin is very specific for IDA and is generally used to diagnose IDA. However, elevated ferritin, an acute phase reactant, should be interpreted with caution in the context of underlying inflammatory processes or neoplasia and may not necessarily correlate with excess body iron stores. Common causes of IDA include blood loss from the gastrointestinal tract and impaired absorption such as in celiac disease. A complete history is important to evaluate for potential causes of blood loss. In older patients, gastrointestinal malignancy should always be considered and appropriately evaluated with upper endoscopy and colonoscopy if indicated. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. In the first citation, Killip et al. present a discussion of IDA stating it is the most common nutritional deficiency worldwide. They present algorithms to summarize the diagnosis of IDA and the subsequent evaluation of potential etiologies. Additionally, they recommend against routine screening for IDA except during pregnancy. 
In the second citation, Rocky and Sello conducted a prospective study of 100 patients with IDA and found gastrointestinal lesions in 62 of those patients. They suggest that asymptomatic elderly patients should be evaluated first with colonoscopy and then with upper endoscopy if colonoscopy findings are negative. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choices 1 and 3, CT and MRI, are incorrect because CT and MRI are not indicated at this time in the workup of this patient's anemia, which is most likely due to occult GI blood loss. Colonoscopy is the appropriate screening for GI malignancy. Depending on the results of the initial scope, CT or PET scan may be indicated to look for metastatic disease. Answer choice 2, blood transfusion, is not required at this time as the patient is hemodynamically stable without severe symptoms. Patients with slow occult blood loss are less likely to require urgent transfusion as they are able to compensate over time for the volume and hemoglobin losses. And finally, answer choice 4, gel electrophoresis can be helpful in the diagnosis of thalassemia, which is another common cause of microcytic anemia, but is less likely in this demographic. And that's all for this review about iron deficiency anemia. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.